It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the slogan is your team every day. A lot to get to on this Friday edition of the show. Going to be talking about BYU basketball. Both the men's and women's team have news. The women's team, of course, starting their play in the NCAA tournament coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Also have to get to some BYU football news and notes. Wanted to break down a couple of things for you. I promised you we'd get you a little more in the know about some recruiting things, particularly on what a junior day is, which is what BYU is hosting in conjunction with their open practice that's open to the public tomorrow at the old Provo High School. We'll break that down for you. Also talk about some of the guys expected to join BYU for junior day or visit BYU, I guess I should say, during junior day. And then, of course, we'll get you ready for the weekend ahead, a full schedule of sports as well as recap of the action from last night. We'll break that down for you in the final segment of today's show. Thanks again for joining us. A reminder for you guys, when you get in your vehicle, please plug in your phone, use your smart assistant, and tell it play. Simply play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you'll always be in the know when it comes to BYU news because you always have the latest news with this daily podcast all focused on BYU athletics. All right, with that, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 22nd, 2019. Hey guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Friday, getting ready for a weekend ahead. Hopefully the weather clears up here along the Wasatch Front over the weekend. I wouldn't mind getting out and golfing myself. Done it once already, already this week, my first round out. Not a great first round, but that's how it kind of goes when you've taken a multi-month layoff from swinging the sticks, but it is what it is. Uh, BYU basketball, of course, there's news coming out from both the men's and women's teams. We'll start off with the women's team. They start their NCAA tournament journey tomorrow in Palo Alto, California as the seven seed. They'll be taking on number 10 seed Auburn on ESPN2 at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And this is going to be an interesting matchup because... Auburn, of course, comes out of the Southeastern Conference, a pretty a pretty good league for women's basketball. Battle-tested team, obviously, and I think uh, there's some popular picks in terms of Auburn beating BYU as a 10-7 upset. In my mind, anything around the 7-10 split is actually pretty equal footing in my mind. I know the 8-9 eight eight, matchup is supposed to be the most even, but I still find the 7-10 to be pretty even in terms of the two teams. I do like BYU's chances here. I feel like this team, every time their back has been... Ba- Every time their back has been up against a wall, they have come out swinging and they've done good things. So I'm expecting Jeff Judkins' team to play extremely well in this game tomorrow. I'm picking them to advance. I know I mentioned earlier this week when they got the announcement that they were the seventh seed, Charlie Cream, who is the chief bracketologist for ESPN.com, picked BYU as his potential Cinderella team. So that's some high praise for the Cougars. I'm expecting BYU is going to go out and win this game, advance to face number two Stanford on Monday. 
in a round of 32 matchup and going up against number two seed Stanford on their home court, etc. Okay, yeah, you're probably going to lose that game, but I think it'd be a big, big accomplishment for BYU with as young of a team as Jeff Judkins has. A lot of his stars are freshmen and sophomores. You win a game here in the NCAA tournament. Next year, you win two. You're really setting yourself up for another run similar to what they did with Aaron Thorne and some of the times that Jeff Judkins has made deep runs in the NCAA tournament. I feel like he's got, I feel like he's got players who are big difference makers, have the opportunity to really grow from an experience like this. And here's the hope that they can go and prove that they belong in this tournament. They're deserving of that 7C. They can go out there and take care of business. So best of luck. Like I said, I'll say it again. I'm rooting for the BYU women's basketball team. It'd be great to see them make a run here. Now, let's talk some BYU men's basketball. News coming out yesterday, literally minutes after I posted yesterday's podcast, and it was kind of funny. I tweeted out about it on my Twitter account, at Jacob C. Hatch, that this news broke as I was literally finishing yesterday's podcast. But BYU will be losing at least two players in Jashir Hardnett and Ryland Bergerson. An announcement coming out from BYU Sports Information yesterday via, I guess, a announcement from Dave Rose that both players would pursue transfers. They're both in the NCAA transfer portal. I can confirm that uh, Jashir Hardnett actually has been in the transfer portal for almost two weeks now. We all kind of expected it. I uh, had that report that he left the team for a short time earlier this season and just been anticipating leaving. He'll be a graduate transfer, eligible to play immediately wherever he decides to transfer after graduating this spring. Ryland Bergerson, as a sophomore, is expected to have to sit out a year before being eligible for his new team. After So that would be in the 2020-2021 season for him to get back on the court and play. And Bergerson, I don't think it's necessarily that much of a surprise. He wasn't able to necessarily necessarily to go out and get the playing time that he wanted at BYU. But I have to also say, I felt like BYU gave him decent looks to really prove what they could do. Uh, BYU struggled with their rotation all year long with guys contributing from that rotation. And I feel like Ryland Bergerson, he was given opportunities, maybe not enough in his mind. Well, I think obviously you could see that not enough opportunities in his mind. So he decides to transfer. But I feel like the program gave him the opportunity to prove, hey, he, this I need to be part, bigger part of this lineup. Uh, a guy like Gavin Baxter is kind of the post your child of what a guy who took advantage of his opportunities as the season progressed ended up as. I feel like you look at Ryland Bergerson, he was given those opportunities but didn't capitalize on them. Maybe could he have been given a few more opportunities to show what he could do? Probably, but his mind is made up. He's in the NCAA transfer portal as of March 20th. I had a source confirmed to me. So I wish Ryland the best. I hope he finds where he can contribute, has an opportunity, and it would be cool to see a guy like him uh, go out and have a Frank Bartley type of impact. Impact. Of course, Frank Bartley IV was a guy that joined BYU for two years, then transferred closer to home to the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns and had a good run playing there for Louisiana Lafayette. So I hope the best for Ryland. I hope the best for Jashir, and you wish him the best. I Hopefully all of you that are listening to this podcast as BYU fans wish them the best. I still feel like there is multiple issues with the BYU basketball program. I detailed that yesterday. That It seems like the Dave Rose situation is going to go one of three ways, and sources have really indicated that anything is in play right now. Uh, the, the gut feeling I have is that Dave Rose will not leave BYU of his own volition. If they want him gone... 
they will have to move on from him via firing him, buying him out, etc. Dave Rose wants to remain the coach at BYU and wants to spend spend the time working with his guys and hopefully getting this program back to playing in the NCAA tournament. So if, if BYU feels like he's done and washed up, they're going to have to force him out. I get the gut feeling that Dave Rose will not leave voluntarily. He's not going to be a guy that's going to give up on his team and say, okay, guys, well, the writing's on the wall. I'm out. That's not Dave Rose's style. As I said, he's one of the most competitive individuals I've ever met. I know that his kind of mindset on things has changed since that cancer scare that he had, but it never changed his competitive nature. Dave Rose wants to win games. He loves coaching basketball. He made it his life, and he's made good money doing it. I don't see him giving up on it that easily. So, we'll see, but two more players transferring out of the BYU basketball program. It does open up two scholarships for BYU, of course, with their current situation. It seems like every year we're talking about them having to find room for one or two guys. So we'll track it for you. We'll bring you any other news that comes out and make sure that you're always up to date when it comes to the BYU basketball program like we do on this podcast. We want to be your one-stop shop, your one-stop source for all things BYU news. So we'll track it all for you as everything goes along. One other thing I wanted to note here was that Jimmer Fredette is officially back in the NBA. He announced it this morning on his Instagram feed. We saw some reports yesterday. Patrick Kinahan, I think, had the earliest report on Jimmer potentially returning to the NBA and joining the Phoenix Suns. So Jimmer is back in the NBA. He'll be on contract through the end of this season for however many games the Suns have left. It includes a game this coming Monday night against the Utah Jazz. Jimmer will be in uniform. He announced this morning at a picture of him wearing a number 32 uniform with the Phoenix logo on it, and he'll be a member of the Phoenix Suns. So it's a Exciting to see Jimmer Mania coming back to the NBA. Had a great three-year run in the Chinese Basketball Association. Um, had a good year this year. Got his team into the playoffs seemingly almost single-handedly. They got dumped out. Now he's got his opportunity to show what he can do in the NBA once again. And I'm hoping that with a team like Phoenix, he gets that opportunity. Uh, Phoenix just shut down Kelly Oubre, one of their top scorers. So I think there's going to be touches for the Suns to give to Jimmer. I know Devin Booker has a very high usage rate, somewhere in the 30% range for Phoenix. But this is an opportunity for Jimmer to show what he can do. The deal includes a team option for next season. Uh, hopefully he's able to play well and stay in the NBA at least next year and maybe on into the future. We'll see what all shakes out. But good news for BYU fans that want to see Jimmer Fredette in action. Well, if you're here in Utah, you can see him Monday night. And if you happen to live in the Valley of the Sun, you're down there in the uh, greater Phoenix area. You can get down to Talking Stick Resort uh, State Arena. Is it Talking Stick Resort Arena? I don't remember what it is. It's a weird name, but you can go watch Jimmer and the Suns there as well in the final 10 or so games that they have this year. So an exciting time for Jimmer, and congratulations to him on uh, going a non-traditional route but making it back to the NBA he said previously last summer he was on with David James, no actually not David James it was Patrick Kinahan and Tim Lacombe we had him on the Zone Sports Network and he said that after this upcoming season the goal was to return to the NBA and he was going to be done with the Chinese Basketball Association after this year I had my doubts he'd get back into the NBA at multiple points but he has done it, he's back with the Suns and hopefully he can make most of this opportunity alright we will step aside here now we've come back, talk some BYU football 
football. Need to get a breakdown for you guys. If you guys are football fans, you probably have heard some of this recruiting lingo, but you may not know what a junior day is. So we're going to school you to the game, I guess is the easiest way to say it. We'll let you know what a junior day is, what it can do for a program, and we'll talk about it because BYU is hosting their junior day. You're allowed one a year as a college football program. They're having it in conjunction with the open practice, which is being held tomorrow at the BYU West campus or what is no it's called BYU West campus but it used to be the old Provo High School all right well so we'll break all that down for you next right here on Locked on Cougars it's Kubota Orange Day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA and now through June 30 get zero percent APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys have got plans to go out if you're living here along the Wasatch Front to go out and watch BYU's open practice tomorrow. It's the only time practice for BYU will be fully open for the media and fans alike during this spring practice. And We'll say the weather should be okay. There's still a chance for rain in the forecast, but I'm hoping that it stays away and that you guys come out and enjoy the game. Exciting to see uh, what BYU has planned. Kalani Sitake said earlier this week that there'll be some scrimmage elements to this uh, open practice, but it'll be for the younger players. We're talking guys that haven't proven themselves on the field. Kind of a similar theme that's been carrying on through this entire spring period, especially with a bunch of the main contributors for BYU out due to injury during spring ball so big opportunity there's going to be food trucks food be fun and games going on there's a kids a clinic going on before the game as well as an alumni game a word on the street is that ben criddle uh, the criddler himself will be participating in this so if you want to go watch him pull a hamstring and watch some other groin pulls etc get out there and enjoy it It should be a fun morning slash afternoon of byu football so hopefully we'll see you guys out there i wanted to talk to you about another event that's taking place in conjunction with byu's open practice and that that is their BYU annual Junior Day event. And you're probably thinking, well, Junior Day, what does that even mean? Does it mean for young kids? No, it actually doesn't. It means for underclassmen in high school, mainly juniors, who are going to be part of the next recruiting class. As a college football program, you're allowed to host a Junior Day event where it's an invitation-only event for underclassmen that are interested in your school that you bring out for this. So you come out and you tour the facilities that you have at BYU, the student-athlete building. You'll see the Smith Fieldhouse, the stadium, all the different things BYU has to offer, as well as touring the campus, show off the business school, show off what's going on with the new life sciences buildings, pretty much everything is your chance to show off to these young men what your school is all about. Well, there's also the opportunity to go into the team facilities, the meeting rooms, the weight rooms, etc. Uh, you see a lot of pictures from junior days that come out with guys in, in team gear. It's one of the times during the year when a 
prospect is on a visit to a program that they can dress up in the team gear and wear it and really check it out, wear those Nike uniforms and get a feel for it. And it's just an opportunity, plain and simple, for a college football program to just get another recruiting edge when it comes to talking to these young men. Um, Parents are invited to come down. You'll meet with the assistant coaches normally, catch up with them. They'll be able to love you up a little bit, explain what they see for you if you were to join the program. If you're an offensive lineman, a guy like Eric Mateos or Jeff Grimes probably sits down with you if you're a defensive back. Gennaro Guilford and Preston Hadley are meeting with you. And pretty much everybody also gets to meet with Kalani Satake, and that's not surprising. Kalani's just a natural-born recruiter. He loves talking to people. He loves people in general. So this is an opportunity for a player and their family to get to know coaches. Sometimes it's the first time a player's actually even met his position coach because let's uh, BYU, like most programs, has coaches that cover different areas of the country when they recruit. Uh, most notably, guys like Aaron Roderick. Aaron Roderick has been a longtime recruiter even during his times at Utah working up there. He's recruited Orange County. He knows Orange County, the Southern California area down there better than almost anybody, and he has he has relationships with the coaches in that area but if there's an offensive lineman that comes out of there that is going to be coached by him because he deals with the quarterbacks mainly well he's going to pass him off to Eric Mateos and this is an opportunity for guys like this to come out and meet their position coach. Um, word on the street is that Andrew Gentry the four star prospect from Columbine High School in Colorado four star offensive lineman I've compared him the caliber of John Tate etc. He is going to be at BYU's junior day tomorrow so Eric Mateos and Andrew Gentry will probably have their first chance to meet face-to-face. We had Andrew Gentry um, on the podcast not too long ago, and he said that he's talked to Coach Mateos and Coach Grimes, but he hasn't, I don't think, met Coach Mateos face-to-face. So this is an opportunity to come out and check out a program. It's just another recruiting day, but it's a you're not practicing. You're not working out. Does that make sense? It's, it's not a summer camp where you're showing up with your pads, playing, and then talking to the coaches when you're taking a break during the camp. No, this is just an opportunity for coaches to come to coaches to meet with players and their families but it's not an evaluation period you're not on a field working out and the coaches are like "Ooh, I like that kid's 40 etc this is just an opportunity for people to come in see what a program's all about, kind of see the behind-the-scenes look of the school, get some questions answered, learn more about the opportunities, meet position coaches it's a, it's an interesting thing because you hear a lot of offers and a lot of commitments that come out of days like this because it's it's an opportunity for the parents to really get an insight on the program that their son might commit to. So there's a lot of questions asked, a lot of offers thrown out. And in BYU's case, a lot of times with it being a destination school for a lot of guys who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you hear of a lot of commitments coming out of this. So we'll see what happens with BYU tomorrow. Andrew Gentry, I would highly doubt, announces a commitment tomorrow. He's really been going back and forth with Notre Dame and BYU, but he said on our podcast, you heard if you want to go back to it, I believe it was just over a month ago, he said that he is going to be looking to make a commitment this summer before his senior year of high school football. So it's an exciting time. It's a big opportunity for BYU to go out and show what they can do on the field, have these young men uh, scrimmaging, show off to the recruits, the ability of BYU's players, etc. But also before that and after that, 
practice to have the players that are prospects that might be coming into the program on campus for another day show them the glitz and glamour of BYU love them up and extend some offers maybe receive some commitments so that's exactly what a junior day is it's a, it's an extra recruiting day where it's non-evaluation period there's no pads you're not working out you're simply coming in as a prospect a junior or a sophomore with your family if they want to if they want to visit with you which most do you get to go see everything there is to know about the school from a behind the scenes look you get to see the meeting rooms the weight room you get to see the equipment all the different things that go into a football program outside of the actual working out on the field is what a junior day is all about so there you go hopefully you're a little wiser when it comes to recruiting talk when somebody says junior day you understand it it happens all around college football it's officially part of the ncaa rules you're allowed one a year so Wanted to get you guys up to date on that. But go out and enjoy the open practice tomorrow. It should be a fun day out at the old Provo High School, which is now known as the BYU West Campus. They've redone the field. They painted in the end zones with BYU logos. The midfield logo that had a big bulldog on it is now a big oval Y. So it's an exciting time. And go out and enjoy it. Hopefully the weather holds up. There's not a lot of rain. If there is going to be some rain in the forecast, maybe it's just a light rain. But the weather hopefully holds, and it's a great day for all parties and Involved, recruits, players, coaches, and fans. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back. A recap of last night's action and the other BYU sports, as well as a look to the weekend ahead, games tonight and tomorrow, matches, etc. We'll run it all down for you next, right here on Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Locked on Cougars. And as we close out this Friday edition of the podcast, hopefully you guys have a fun weekend planned ahead. Come on out to the open practice tomorrow. If you guys are out there and you see me, feel free to say hi. I'd love to say hi to you guys. Had some people recognize me earlier this week, some longtime listeners, and it was awesome to catch up with you guys. So it's a blast to talk with BYU fans and I thank you guys for your continued support of the podcast let's run down everything else going on uh, in BYU sports we'll start off with what happened last night BYU baseball jumped out to a 5-0 lead after the first inning ended up rolling to a 10-1 victory over Portland in their WCC uh, series opener so congratulations to Mike Littlewood and his team another game tonight at 6 o'clock we broadcast on the W.TV with the series finale tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Miller Ballpark, also on the W.TV. Both games also on BYU Radio. So, good chance to support the BYU baseball program if you have some time this weekend as well. Men's volleyball had a rough go in their first match of the BYU invite, but they rallied to win over Princeton three sets to two. So, congratulations to the men's volleyball team. They'll be facing McKendry tonight in their second of the three-game set that they have with the BYU invite. Number two, Hawaii smashed McKendry 3-0 last night. 
tonight. Uh, BYU faces McKendry tonight, and then they'll face off against the number, number two Rainbow Warriors tomorrow night. Both matches set for 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Smith Fieldhouse and also broadcast uh, scheduled to be broadcast on BYU TV, so you can check them out there. I would encourage you, if you have the opportunity, get out and watch the men's, te- men's volleyball, not men's tennis, men's volleyball team at the Smith Fieldhouse. Women's golf continues playing the Hawkeye El Tigre Invitational in Puerto Vallarta today. That'll finish up tomorrow. We'll have a full report on how the women's golf team performs when we come back on Monday. Men's and women's track and field are headed to San Diego, California for the Aztec Invitational. That'll be being held at the SDSU Sports Deck. So congrats, not congratulations, best of luck to Ed Stone and all of his athletes as they head to Southern California. Hopefully the weather is good for them down there. I'm assuming it will be. Men's and women's tennis are in action today. The women's tennis team is hosting Gonzaga at the outdoor tennis courts. And then BYU men's team is up in Spokane to face off against the Bulldogs. Men's tennis on an 11-match win streak. Hopefully they can keep it up. They keep dipping in the rankings, so hopefully if they can hit a win, it'll reverse the trend, start moving back up. But they also do use some RPI rankings that cause your national rankings to drop a little bit. Um, other news for you I wanted to run down before we go here is the women's soccer is in Arizona this weekend for the uh, Arizona State Tournament. They'll be facing Arizona, the Wildcats, at ASU's West Campus Southfields tom- today, oh, sorry, tomorrow, excuse me, at noon Mountain Time, followed by a match against the host Arizona State Sun Devils at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. That'll be at Phoenix Rising Soccer Stadium. The nightcap will be. So get out and support them. If you're in the Valley of the Sun, you want to go watch the women's soccer team. Women's basketball, as a reminder, opens the WC, not the WCC, the NCAA tournament. I am struggling here. NCAA tournament against number 10 seed Auburn at Maples Pavilion in Palo Alto, California. Game will be televised on ESPN2, also scheduled to be broadcast on BYU Radio at 1.30 Mountain Time tomorrow. All right, so there you go. That's the rundown of what's happening this weekend. Best of luck to all the teams involved, and congratulations on the results from last night, a winning night in BYU sports. Oh, one final note, excuse me. Women's gymnastics, hosting the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Championships this weekend at the Smith Fieldhouse. Oh, I'm sorry, the Marriott Center. That's going on tonight and tomorrow, so you can go out and watch that as well. If you want to watch women's gymnastics, hopefully Guard Young's team has a good showing. All right, now I'm done. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Thanks again for joining me each and every day on the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Those ratings and reviews have really kicked up of late. I thank you guys for taking the five-ish minutes, maybe not even that long, to fill out those reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. They really do help. And also remind you guys, when you get in your car, use your personal assistant and have it play podcast Locked on Cougars. You'll always be up to date when you use that to listen into this podcast each and every day when you're driving around. Thanks again for your continued support. We're back on Monday and as we always do, covering all of the BYU news for you each and every day. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars. This has been the podcast for March 22nd, 2019. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network 
your team every day.